Good morning, everybody. If you are joining us today for the first time or the first time in a long time, we are so glad that you're here. And if you're joining us and you're new, um, you're joining us at a great time because today we're beginning a new message series called Honey from the Rock. And the title from this series comes from the song that we're gonna sing at the end of Mass, Honey from the Rock. And the verse uh, comes from Psalm 81. And Psalm 81 was originally sung in the temple in Jerusalem as the people would gather there for a pilgrimage feast. And Psalm 81 would remind the people of a few things. It would remind the people of how God rescued them from slavery. It would remind them of how God would punish them if they were unfaithful. But if they repent, it would remind them of how God will be with them again, bestowing peace and protection. Psalm 81 concludes with these words. But Israel... I will feed with finest wheat. I will satisfy them with honey from the rock. Throughout the Old Testament, there is a pattern that repeats itself time and again. It's a pattern of the chosen people turning away from God with their sin, and then as a result of that, suffering the consequences, which is usually exile, and then returning to God in repentance. This cycle repeats itself time and again in the Old Testament. And when I read these stories, I want to jump into them and say to the people, don't do it. <laughs> you know it's not going to end well when you turn away from God. Remain faithful to God and everything will be all right. I remember one time I was at a Protestant Bible study and the pastor was, I forget, was leading us through one of the Old Testament stories and there was a, a lady there and as the pastor was reading the story, telling the story, it was like she was hearing it for the first time. And when the people started to go astray, she was like, no! <laughs> but let's think about this. I mean, we know all these things, but how often does the same thing happen in our own lives? How often do I, how often do I stand up here, I preach God's word, and then by my own actions, I'm like the chosen people who wander off their path. God will always take care of us. So the biggest error we can make is to stray from him. God will always take care of us. So the biggest error we can make is to stray from him. No matter the situations we face, no matter the messes we make for ourselves, God will always provide for us, and we call this provision. That God will always provide for us is called provision, or to use the phrase from the song, honey from the rock. Through the course of this series, our goal is to help you see, trust, and rely on God's provision. Today, I want to talk about how God provides for us through his word. In the first reading, we saw the prophet Jonah preaching to the great city of Nineveh. It was a pagan city, and God was going to destroy it. But it said that Jonah preached the word of God. And it wasn't Jonah's power. It was the power of the word of God. And what did that do? It brought about a great conversion. That city turned from their ways. 
So again, here is that, here is that, um, that pattern. Heeding the word of God, turning from sin, leads us to new life. And it's the same thing for each of us. Heeding the word of God, turning from sin, it leads us to new life. And if you were to doubt the power of Scripture, listen to the words of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating between soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Now think about that image. But the word of God isn't a sword of violence because if you and I meditate on it, we're not torn down, but rather we are lifted up. God provides for us through his word. And then in today's gospel, we have Jesus. Jesus, who is the word incarnate, the word made flesh, and he speaks an invitation to two sets of brothers, Peter and Andrew, and James and John. And what was their response? Well, they let the word of God take root in their hearts, and then they decided to leave everything and follow him. A huge decision, but certainly their lives were better for it. Let's think think about this for ourselves for a moment. Say we're leaving church today, we're going about our ordinary tasks, and then Jesus comes right before us, and he says to you, leave everything and follow me. Would you do it? Leave your family, leave your car, leave your money, and follow me. Leave your bills. and follow me. He does say that to us in in different ways, usually not to the extent that he asked the first disciples. You know, but their call, they were able to respond to it because the word take, they let the word take root in their hearts. And it's the same thing for us. If we let the word take root, we can respond completely as it means in our, our situation, but because of that, our lives will be certainly better for it. Jesus gives each of us inspirations and invitations when we immerse ourselves in his word. And God's word is like a treasure chest that has been given to us that is filled with riches. And all we have to do to have those riches is open it up. They are ours for the taking. And the riches that are inside They are unfathomable. I want to just share with you two little practical things that I do to try to hopefully open this treasure chest of God's word um, and to take some of that provision that God has given us. You know, the first one is just quite simply, I try to read for a few minutes each day from part of the New Testament, the Gospels or one of the New Testament letters, usually like a chapter, three to five minutes, kind of like a steady drip that keeps us in touch with Jesus. And the second thing, this is a little more kind of simple, depending on what you're feeling, depending on what you're going through, you can simply 
Google, say scripture passage about, and then insert whatever you're feeling. So scripture passages for a bad day. They've done all the work for you. <laughs> it's right there. Or scripture passages for dealing with a bad boss. <laughs> Our staff has never had to search for, I hope. <laughs> but they can do it, they'll get a lot of encouragement. Or, you know, scripture passages for my hopes and dreams. Whatever it is, you will find encouragement there and guidance, and I just think that's such a, an easy thing that we can do to, to, to receive some of what God provides for us through his word. Because when we rely on God's word, what do we get? We get a prayer that is guided, we get to, we get to uh, hopefully help see things as God sees them, and then in his word, God gives us the recipe for the path to a better life. St. John Chrysostom put it this way, of all the afflictions that burden the human race, there is not one, whether spiritual or bodily, that cannot be healed by the Holy Scriptures. And since Jesus always wants to build us up, we have a vested interest in receiving the provision that he wants to give us through his word. When we let the word of God capture our imaginations and shape our actions, we never know what God is going to do in us or through us. But it always leads to a better life and a new life. To go back to the gospel, before following Jesus, the gospel tells us that James and John were in the boat with their father Zebedee and they were mending their nets. For us, mending our nets can mean trying to make it on our own, relying on ourselves. But trusting in God's provision, however, means that we get out of the boat, that we let go of ourselves, and we go to the place where we can let God take hold of us, where we can place ourselves in his hands. And when we place ourselves in his hands, we can trust that he has a plan for us. So my prayer today for me and my prayer for you is that we not only hear the word of God, but that we trust in it and act on it.